In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today, today we continue our series, this Lent, on um, risk. We've had uh, risk of failure and uh, risk of following, risk of transformation and risk of obedience. And today it's risk of dying, specifically dying to ourselves, that we might live fully for the glory of God and, and in the way that God has created us to live. Our passage in John's Gospel begins uh, right after the, um, the triumphal entry, right after, it's on Palm Sunday, so right after Jesus rides in um, triumphantly uh, on the colt. And this is obviously the season of, of Passover, the festival of Passover is at hand. And so um, it reminds us of the scene that we talked about a couple weeks ago at the temple um, when Jesus overthrew the, the money changer tables, um, we're in the outer parts of the temple, the court of the Gentiles, because as we, as we hear, um, some Greeks, uh, some Gentiles are there, and they, they're asking to see Jesus. And it's a strange, it's a strange um, part to, to begin with this, with this um, statement right that that some some gentiles were worshiping there and they they came and they sought out philip and said we wish to see jesus and then philip goes and tells andrew and andrew goes um they both went to jesus together but uh, what it really indicates is that the time has come um when jesus when jesus is told that, that Gentiles are seeking him at this Passover. Jesus knows that the hour has come for the Messiah of Israel to, to complete the work that the Messiah has been given to do, that is to, to come and to, to die and to uh, be raised and to bring Israel into its its fullness of its call to be the light to the world. This has always been um, the covenant promise that God made with with Abraham. I will make your descendants to be like stars of the sky, like grains of sand. I will I will you through you. Um, the generations will will come to know the living God. Um, this is the covenant promise that God made with Abraham and the covenant promise that God made with Israel um, that, that in, as they were released from slavery, that they were to be a, a light to the world um, to show the living God that, that all would know who, who God was through their witness and through their work and through their worship. And so Jesus says, the hour has come. The hour has come. If, if the Gentiles are ready to hear, to listen, to worship, if the Gentiles are ready, then the time has come for, for the Messiah to do the work that the Messiah has been called to do. 
And Jesus says, I tell you the truth. A, a grain of wheat, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And, and this, this not only points to, to Jesus' action on the cross for us, where Jesus' death opens up the ways to eternal life, that Jesus' life-giving, self-sacrificing death um, releases us from the bondage of sin and has defeated the powers of the world. Um, specifically, specifically the powers of of sin and and death and greed and and lust and all of those powers that the world claims um, are more important to fulfill your earthly desires. Instead, we understand that there's something greater, something more. And Jesus says, when this happens, much fruit will will appear. Unless a grain of wheat dies, it dies alone. When it dies, it bears much fruit. And um, Jesus goes on to, to, to speak about his, his type of death and um, loving our life here and being willing to, to lose our life here in order to gain something greater versus hanging on to to what we have here, and this is this is not about um, going to heaven, right? This is a very important aspect of of today's reading and this reading, and and what Jesus has come to do. Jesus has come as the Messiah, the Christ, um, the Son of the Living God not to open up the ways of, of heaven when we die, but to open up life for us today, that we might live fully and confidently and powerfully in, in the love and grace of God, that we might know that our sins have been forgiven, that um, in many ways, Israel has been waiting for the end of the exile, that as we talked about, the exile is over, that the presence of God has come to dwell in us and with us, that much fruit is born when we die to ourselves and receive the spirit and life-giving grace and glory of God that lives in us. And so this is, this is the beginning. And not only, as we see, is this going to be a gift to Israel, but it's going to be a gift to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. This is a reality that we've been invited into and Jesus is, is uh, bringing to fruition today as, as we, we realize the stage is set. The hour has come. All through John's gospel, he, he'll say, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. Now, Jesus says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. That is, to go to the cross, to die 
and not remain a single grain, but to bring forth the fruit of life into this world that we might know um, that grace, that glory, that power of God. And so as we come this towards the end of this Lenten season, um, we're invited to die as well, to risk death. And this doesn't necessarily mean martyrdom, right? I mean, it can mean martyrdom. There's martyrs all over the world still as the church faces persecution and people who are willing to, to die for their faith and willing to die to proclaim the love of Jesus. All, all the apostles um, face that same, that same persecution. Um, but for us, it can just be something more simple, but no less difficult, right? That, that when culture says um, success means having, having much wealth, um, when culture says success means having this type of job and living in this type of neighborhood and driving this type of car and sending your kids to this type of school, What does it mean to to die to the expectations of culture in the world when you when you hear the voice of God leading you in a different way? What does it mean to to risk that death? Um, I think this has been been one of the things that's been very difficult in this in this pandemic that's been um, a challenge for many in the church is, is um, we want to proclaim the life and love of Jesus, even in the face of risking death, understanding that this isn't the safest course of action. And so the church had to sort of readjust and reimagine um, things like this, where, where we do continue to proclaim the life and love of Jesus. And we, and we die in a different way, I'd die to thinking that that preaching was only a certain way, and die to proclaiming the gospel in only a certain way. I had to die to thinking I don't have the skill set to put together movies and videos, and and instead um, be open to what God is doing, and allow that fruit to bring to be brought forth. Um, just like obedience, dying to self is a daily activity. It's a daily walk with God of opening ourselves to what God has, has desired. Um, we said the Lord's Prayer. We say the Lord's Prayer at every service. And the Lord's Prayer says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Really, that's the reality of of that prayer. Is there's only two two ways to make that prayer. We can say Thy will be done, or we can say My will be done. And when we pray, we pray Thy will be done. And when we we pray Thy will be done, we're praying God, help me to die 
to myself that I might live for you. Help me to die that I don't remain a single grain, but instead my life becomes fruitful and reflects your grace and your light and your love and your glory in the world. How can I do that? How can I die today for you, God? Thy will be done. And this is an important aspect of of our life, our, our spiritual life, our daily life as we walk with God that we don't like to talk about. Right? We, we like to think that, that, we're doing, that we're doing okay, we're doing well, we're doing, we're, we're doing great. Um, and this isn't to, to lay guilt trips on, on you any more than me. <laughs> Because I struggle with this as much as as much as anyone. What does it really mean to to die to ourselves, to our our passions, our desires, and to make sure that we're in line with what God has for us? And it's difficult. Um, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes discipline. But mostly, it takes desire. Mostly it takes desire. Do you want to live fully for God? Do you want to bring the light and glory of God into those places that are dark? Do you want to shine brightly? Do you want to bear much fruit? Because if you desire that, that's really the first step. That's really the place to begin. Everything else becomes just baby steps toward that path. Daily life with God. Understanding your sins have been forgiven, that God's presence dwells within you each and every day, each and every moment, and that we need only to turn back um, and follow. Um, When we go astray, we just change course, turn back. This is what repentance is. We stop going this way. We start going this way. It's a daily death that we come to pray with God that we might bear much fruit. We don't want to run to the darkness. We want to live into the light of God in Jesus Christ. And I pray that um, throughout this Lenten season that, that these messages about risk have been helpful. And I pray that we continue to risk together as we go forward in this new chapter of what it is to be a follower and believer of Jesus Christ, that we risk death and dying, that we might live for the glory of God. Amen.